It's now recording. Now okay. it's recording. So, uh, welcome to Walking the Room. <laughs> that was a uh, good one. Okay, well, this is yeah, Walking no, the Room no, no, with no. Greg Barron, Dave Anthony. What just happened? Wait a second. And you're a fucking idiot. No, you know what I what am? What just happened? I'm a fucking genius. Can I tell you something? This one's going to be so much better. That was Sleepy Time Batman, which we did. Okay. What we just did. Greg just told me we were recording yep. our first segment. Yeah. No, put your fucking drink on top of the microphone. <laughs> no, go ahead. Put it up there. What? <laughs> Greg... Said we were recording. We just did a whole segment in a closet, <laughs> not being recorded. Yeah. So, so yeah. But now we're gonna fire what, out. So what, now we're gonna what fire just out. happened was you and I just came into your closet to talk to each other for Here's fifteen what, <laughs> minutes. You're a fucking idiot, dude. Our fucking that's our. As though people are listening, you're saying that like, oh, this is now broadcast quality. Yeah. The listenership just went up by zero. Meaning that nobody was listening to that segment, and no one will be listening to this one. How dare listen you? to me. Listen to me. A listen girl to me. emailed me and said, you... "Why is Greg always so mean to the podcast?" Is that right? Yeah. So you have some thinking to do. <laughs> listen some to me. Serious thinking. We're gonna fire out. Look, that that story you told in long form was like a long form improv, but you had nobody working with you. Now you're gonna have somebody working with you. You're gonna tell your story. The first thing that we addressed when we got uh, started today, and we will be addressing again, is the quality of our of our theme music, which you just heard again. Uh, We've had it on. We've had it off. I like it. I think it defines the show. I think it's challenging and hard to listen to. And I feel like no, that, what, that. What the fuck is that? I feel like that's the Dave Anthony experience that you get. That's not a and good the sign. Small, the small amount of melody in there is sort of me. So, do you like the song? Do you not? Let us know. Because if you don't, if you don't love it, please. You can Twitter us uh, at uh, Walking the Room. At Walking the Room. You can send us uh, an email at Walking the Room. Uh, right. Gmail. Or you can uh, walk in the, the go- our ghost, our ghost-like Facebook account, which I think is haunted because nobody goes there. Yeah. There's some old sheets I'm thrown over some a, furniture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> there are. It's it is. It's scary in there. The last time uh, I heard people running down the hallway, like it was a tenement. It's a tenement. It was from what, what, from what I understand, it's a, a family shots. of possums have now taken up residence <laughs> in the photo. Walking the room over at Facebook. Uh, uh, you, you can, can post- tell us whether or not you like the theme song. I've gotten several people who said they don't. Yeah. Hey, you've got a lot of people who have lied to your face and said they do. I've had I've had some people that really like it. Well, so they're liars. Well, they think it's haunting. They think it's interesting. It's not like everybody else's theme song, you know, which is like some radio ramp up. But it's not a radio ramp up. It's not a radio ramp up. It's not some horse shit. Well, neither. Ten thousand dollars in party cash. Here we go. Here comes what, Dave and Greg. Do you know what also wouldn't be a radio ramp up? What is someone gutting a live pig? Like that also wouldn't be a radio ramp up. I recommend it. I recommend it. If you can get, if you can get, if you can get a fucking sow and a machete in this closet next week, I will change the theme and we will gut a pig and that'll be the sound of our. How about? How about this? Rip. How about this? How about we gut the pig, and we record it, and then we play it one week, and the next week we play a song, and we see if people can tell the difference. (laughs) I love it. I love the challenge. We also had a lot of comments about uh, Dave, as I've I've mentioned a few times on here, uh, has, I think, excellent taste and does all the music on this show. 
And uh, uh, last week, a lot of people wrote in about a band that hasn't, made, I don't think, made a record since 2007. Yeah, they made EP. a record? EP. Yeah, the you Weeks. Down, you can actually download the EP for free. Yeah. But yeah, they're called The Weeks. The song was called Buttons. And uh, I mean, if we had the money, we could replace it with a song of theirs. Uh, but I think we'll make something. Huh? Why do I think they would do it for free? Do you think they would? <laughs> I don't know. Don't they you? destroy Podcuddle. They might <laughs> listen to this thing and go, I'd rather have my fucking hand slammed in a van door <laughs> than listen to our song on Walking the Room. If any of the I'm weeks, not that mean, if any of the weeks mean. listen or any of the week's friends listen, uh, shoot us an email and we'll, uh, we want to use one of their songs. Listen to me. I'm not mean to the podcast. I expect great things of no. it. No. A girl, a girl, a young lady wrote in. And said that you are always mean to the podcast. You talk shit about it. You don't take it seriously. And how, you're how do I not take it seriously? I'm fucking in my closet with and you and you a four hundred dollar a four hundred dollar piece of equipment that I purchased for the podcast. Douchebag. She called you a douchebag. Well, she's fucking right. I'm not going to argue that. All right. Sad news. Should I get onto the sad news? Yeah. I already know it though. I knew this was coming though, buddy. Mitch, Guys like uh, this are like this. They're fucking. He's a heartbreaker. He's been there forever. Okay. Mitch, Mitch, uh, Mitch left yesterday. Remind Mitch, people, remind our, our, my neighbor Mitch, uh, my stoner neighbor Mitch, who uh, who uh, taught my 15 month old son to high five, who uh, has maybe at times walked out on his front stoop with a bong, and looked at uh, someone carrying a baby and gone, "Not the first time you see one of these, huh?" <laughs> you have Mitch. to remind him it actually is the first time he's seen a lot of everything this might even be the baby's first time outside yeah, so, so yeah yeah it is and we actually don't smoke a lot of pot around the house with yeah. the baby yeah. mostly because we don't want the baby taken away yeah. and, and it's uh, yeah. it's weird yeah and when we get to the done with this story I want you to remind me of the first time with a baby thing because I have a story that I will forget if you don't remind me okay. we'll keep going so, uh, so Mitch informs me the other day uh, he's leaving Mitch has uh, had a hard time finding a job, if you can believe that. Uh, he's uh, he's a vet. Uh, he's been looking for a job. Not a veterinarian. He not a veterinarian. No, no he's not, not a veterinarian. No, because that would be horrible. He's not a bong doctor. He is. He carves a... out dogs and turns them into bogs. <laughs> oh my God! And you can smoke, <clears throat> dude. This chihuahua that he turned into a oh my bong God. is so fucking great. When you. <laughs> It barks. I got so ripped last night out of a Portuguese water dog. <laughs> I fucking tore it up. Oh, fuck. Anyway. So Mitch informs uh, me he's leaving. He is going to Biloxi where he's gotten a job through the VA and he is going to clean up the oil spill. He has a 13-week contract uh, and then they're supposed to keep extending them. He thinks for a year or two years to clean up oil. Mitch is helping America. Fuck that! You know the thing about it is we made fun of the guy here for the. I mean, we made fun of him. We all, we also have we we've glorified him, and I'm and I've fallen sort of in love with him. We've 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 made fun of him. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, and then you and I, our contribution is to fucking get in a closet and talk to each other. And he's going to uh, clean birds, and clean out the Gulf. He's going to go and actually he's going to do a thing where there was badness, and then there won't be badness because of his action. Where really? you and I haven't done shit. I bring America joy. No, you fucking through my voice and no. my love. No, I, I every every you week just I hug America you, with you, you, my words. You create fury on your Facebook page. You create am, fury and you fight with people on your. I am gently at Dave Anthony on Twitter. I am gently fingering America with my words. <laughs> You're yeah, not gently. Yeah. 
America's coming right now. No. You know uh, why? No. Because no. I'm fingering it. No, because you, you have your finger in America's ass, and it wasn't ready for <laughs> America it. America likes it that it way. It came as a America surprise. is a trick. You fucking at least let somebody know that it's going in there. No, America doesn't deserve second. it. I'm I didn't fucking... wash! <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, so anyway, so I'm, I'm walking down the driveway at midnight uh, on Wednesday night, and uh, when Mitch's light's on, and I look in his uh, bedroom, and it's empty, completely empty. And Mitch is in there painting, and he's going up and down with like a roller, you know? Yeah. And then he just takes a knee and goes, oh. And he just, just sits there, staring at the ground, paint roller in hand. It was just it's a sad Mitchell moment. Dude. It was all fucking hidden. You know what he was doing, right? What? Trying to get his deposit back. <laughs> He's fucking trying to get his goddamn deposit back. Painting the wall. He That's wasn't painting it. He wasn't painting it because he's he's leaving. Do you know what else? He's he also might have thought. Here's here's how his head goes. I gotta get my deposit back. Yeah. So I can buy some weed. Oh my god, <laughs> there are no medical marijuana stores in Biloxi. Oh That's where his brain just went. Yeah. Also, he also realized he painted the apartment a different color. <laughs> which is not you just take it back to white. Oh fuck, I painted it black. <laughs> Uh, Mitch, here's what I want to do. Uh, um, randomly, somebody asked, "Is there going to be a walk in the room T-shirt?" I guess all of the podcasts have T-shirts. Uh, we can't afford to make a T-shirt at this time, but what we can do is design a T-shirt and put it on one of those places that'll make a custom order T-shirt yeah. for you, like a Zazzle or a Reverb Nation or something like that. So we will. I would love to make a T-shirt for the walk in the room fan. A Mitchell T-shirt. But here's what it'll be. Because I don't want to put, maybe we'll put walk in the room on it. But what I think it should be is just a picture of Mitch. Mitch. Yeah, it, I saw one that you have where he's sitting on his yeah the stoop stoop. And if we can't blow that up enough, maybe we'll have a friend actually make a painting of that. Yeah, it's fantastic. Um, but uh, uh, and then underneath it, it'll just say a story pod cuddle. See, and that'll be our secret, a story pod cuddle. Yeah, and the listeners of this show, both of them, will wear Larry and Amy. Amy, uh, that sounds good. Um... Mitch, uh, oh, by the way, uh, Brian Posehn uh, would like to play Mitch in the sitcom. He's already contacted me. It would be, has he, does he, is he, yeah, he's listen? a listener. He's a listener, and he has already requested. The, Why don't we just start choosing it? He already Fuck, Dave, Mitch. I have been asking you to do this for fucking months now. Yeah. It's yeah. okay. Well, I'm That's sorry. Like, that that is so perfect. I know it is, isn't it? <laughs> but it has to be you. We can't recast you like you wanted to in your fucking. I want to be played by Robert Downey Jr. Obviously, because I'm thinking who best represents me you on know the what? television. He's peaked. He's peaked. He's peaked. Okay, so this is Mitch's last goodbye. I saw the trailer for Due Date. He's peaked. Is that the Zach Galifianakis thing? Yeah. Okay, so um, I. Uh, I'm sleeping when Mitch finally says his goodbyes. Yeah. Comes over to the door and says he's leaving, and uh, which is fitting, you know that I'd be na- I'd be na- cra- uh, like a stoner's leaving and I'm sleeping. It's perfect. Yeah. So my wife and Finn go outside, and he puts his hand up, and Finn will not high five him. Finn's like, I'm not fucking giving you anything. Yeah. You're walking out of my life, bitch. Yeah. You're fucking. Here we go. You go clean up your fucking oil, and I'll just shit in my diapers. Like Finn's fucking pissed. Yeah, well, it's his friend. And Mitch is like, all right, bro, that's how it's going to be, man. Okay, I get it. I get it. No, I understand. And he turns and he starts walking away and he gets like 15 feet away. Finn starts giving him a wave. Mitch turns around and he's like, oh, buddy, you're killing me, man. You're breaking my heart. 
You're breaking my heart. That was it. Mitch walks off into the sunset. Dude, that's heavy, Dick. That's a heavy scene. The end of Mitch. A story pod cuddle, buddy. A story pod cuddle. Okay, so we're back after a song that Dave played, which I'm sure... Uh, this is Dave Anthony and Greg Bernhardt. Uh You're listening to Walking the Room. So, I... A podcast for your enjoyment. <laughs> oh, fucking... That's the worst. That just sounds stupid. And it makes you look foolish. You can hear us on iTunes or Libsyn. A comedy podcast post your comments and and uh and be sure to follow us we got we need to do this more often uh, yeah if, if we, you we like us this. tell people about it you know yeah get people on the fucking bandwagon jesus what are you doing <laughs> holy fuck <laughs> share it with a friend um okay so quick one uh we got a puppy a couple weeks ago we uh we rescued a, uh and when i say rescued we didn't rescue anything we went to a place where our dog had already been rescued and we took it off their hands that's what it is so we got a dog from the ASPCA. We got a, a, a I believe it's some sort of a terrier uh, puppy, and it's lovely. And its name is uh, Majority Whipped Cream Waffles, or Major Waffles, or just Waffles, or uh, Woofers. Oh, the Woofers. Please stop. <laughs> just don't. Oh, the Woofers. Don't do it. What's Woofers up to? He's so, he's doing that in my belly. <laughs> the Woofers. No, tickle. So, uh, but it's the girl's dogs. It's my daughter's dog. And uh, so they're they're meant to take care of it. So um, uh, and they're seven and they're they're, four? they're eight and five. Eight and five. Eight and five. And uh, uh, so the dog does as the dogs dogs do. They they they're playful. And sometimes when they're really playful, they bite. They you know not the full clenching, but like just me. the nipping. The nipping. Yeah. Right. Okay. Right. Like you'll do occasionally during the podcast. Yeah. Anyway, the other day, um, uh, and it's frightening for Mighty, who's five, and uh, um, uh, and Amir and I were trying to explain to the dog to the girls, you know, just just grab it, grab, well, let's, it, let's, grab it by the snout, and, and and just move, just grab it, yeah. and move the dog away. Okay. Um, so Mighty is coming downstairs, and the dog's going after her feet, just uh -oh. chewing on her toes. Yeah. And pins her against the piano, mm -hmm. and she's. She's screaming? screaming. Yeah. Terrified. Yeah. And I start saying, Mighty, Mighty, grab her, just grab it, grab it by the mouth. Just grab it by the mouth. Yeah. And she's going, Hello, Daddy, Daddy. And I'm going, Grab it by the mouth. Grab it by the mouth. This person is fucking five, Dave. <laughs> five. <laughs> it's never been bitten by anything. And now an animal with fucking sharp teeth is biting its feet. Oh. And I. I'm her fucking hero, right? Be sensible. I'm, I'm her savior. Be sensible. I, I'm literally yelling. It'd be like me walking into a fucking holdup. It'd be like if you were getting mugged. It'd be saying, "Tell him you don't want that, Dave. <laughs> tell him you don't want him to tell him, Dave. Tell him to put put the gun. Take the gun out of his hand, Dave. Take the gun out of his hand." Oh God. I'm such a fucking asshole. Like no, you're I, not an asshole. You're just someone no, you, who's scarring because of your stupidity. 
Listen to me. Listen to me. It's and I remember my parents doing similar things where like like I remember I was my father gave me a bicycle. Oh fuck. And hey, we're, gonna, we're gonna veer into a little therapy right now. So just hang with us. And uh and uh we lived on a brick street in San Francisco oh, and it still had the training wheels on it and uh I get on the bike, yeah. and it starts to go downhill, Uh-oh. and he's going, put the brakes on. Oh, God. Put the brakes on. Not running after me to grab me. He's yelling for me to put the brakes on, which I've not learned to do. So the bike goes all the way down the hill into a wall. <laughs> I go over a fence and into ivy. <coughs> well, it sounds so, like... I, and then he was like, he said, he said, I should have shown you how to put the brakes on. <laughs> <laughs> but he was gonna teach me, and I think we had this like I'm gonna teach them. I'm gonna give her some skills. I she was fucking pinned against the piano while the dog ate her toes, and she's like fucking daddy help me, and I'm giving instruction. I'm a bad guy. You're not a bad guy. No, you know, you're just you know, not that guy that really parents. likes you. That wrote that he likes you. He's like Dave's a single dad, and I like him. And Greg Barron, I don't relate to you at all. I fucking get it, buddy. I get it. Whoa. No, you know what? No. I'm upstairs. I'm upstairs with the eye cream on. I get it. I get Whoa. it. Yeah. Okay, what the fuck just happened? You know what? So listen to me. You're holding on to some shit, and it's not about your dad making you coast downhill on fucking Lombard or whatever it was. It's the dude who wrote in. No, no, no. No. Here's what I'm saying. I'm a dad, and my job is to protect my child. Yes. Now, uh, uh... But also, it's to teach them how to handle situations. Yeah. But when you don't tell them is during the situation. <laughs> Do you see what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's not during the situation. You don't do it during the gunfight. Uh, you can. <laughs> it's a bad you time have. to do it. But what it's happens is, is you end up with a little toeless girl. Right. Who's terrified of her own dog and also pinned against the piano. So... Did you? How long did it take you to recognize that situation? Uh, I heard my wife yell from the other room. Greg grabbed the dog. <laughs> then <laughs> so I, I grabbed the dog. I grabbed the dog. Oh fuck! You're an idiot. No, hang on. So I grabbed the dog. <clears throat> I grabbed the dog, and she's fine. And I apologized oh. to her. And then Amira turns to me about a half hour later and goes, "I did the same thing yesterday." Really. I did the same thing. Yeah, because in your head, right, you're you're talking to someone and telling them what they do, but their brain is going. Ah! Do you remember being little and being like chased by bees or attacked by a dog or something? Where yeah. you're like, I, I don't have the fucking skills to. I don't know what this is. Yeah, you forget that like new humans. They have no reference point for stick my hand in its jaw. What the fuck are you talking about? I'm being ostensibly to her. It's like she's being eaten by sharks. She doesn't know how it's going to end. The dog's coming at her toes like it. And daddy's sort of cheering it on. He's fucking taking some stance while holding a yogurt cup (laughs) going, what I do is if I was in your situation. Yogurt, though. You know, I'm leaning out, and, uh, I mean, I'm such a fucking ponce, dude. I swear to God. I really am. You know what? I'm sure everybody does that. We, I, uh, you know, our our kid is not even close to being able to deal with anything like that. As a matter of fact, the other day we were watching a Jack's big music show. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I don't know if you know the squirrel. <laughs> There's, there's, four, there's four squirrels, yeah, and they all have different. Uh, there's like a plume on their head, right? And uh, the one came out with a red plume, and 
Finn is just sitting there enjoying the music, hanging out, watching the show. And when the red squirrel came out, it was almost like someone had cut my head off with an axe in front of him. He fucking lost his mind. In a in a bad way? Yeah. Screaming a... like he's going to die. Could not fucking take. The, he doesn't mind the green squirrel with the bologna sandwich that sings. Right. He doesn't mind the blue squirrel who comes in and does his bullshit. But the red one that comes through the window, apparently, is that a just fucking fuck, problem. That fucks his shit up. Serious With fucking problem. Do they all have plumes? I can't they remember. Got a, I, they, got a big, they got a big red plume on their head. Not red, but they got plumes. Green, blue. I don't know what the other one is. Like like a plume when you like a plume like it's a, like a it's like a fucking giant. It's like a, it looks like a hat, but it's like a giant feathery thing that sticks. Got out. it. That's got like it. Got a, it. Got it. And that just and there was no reason. He just was terrified of the red one. Fucking lost his shit. Yeah. Well, he doesn't fucking like. He doesn't. He's not a communist. But you know what I I did. No. <clears throat> I picked him up and we moved him out of the room. We got him out of there. Yeah. We didn't go, buddy, it's just a squirrel. Yeah. Hey, you like the blue squirrel. Buddy, you know what? Point made. Like the squirrel. Point fucking I like made. the squirrel. Listen to me. Point made. I uh I then took Mighty uh aside and said, Man, I uh whew, I call I blew that. I blew that on a massive and what, level. Was she shaking her head? Was she like, Oh yeah. She was no, but they're very she was like, It's okay. I'm like, it's not okay. Did she say, um, I, I can't trust you anymore with those kind of situations. No, but she did put in a request for a new father. <laughs> so she filled out all the paperwork and she's put in a new request. So you, but it's so, so weird. You said, you said like, I'm sorry, and she said, I accept your apology. But the thing is, it's happened more than once, <laughs> uh, and I I need you to know where I'm at, and where I'm at is, is I need to move on, and I'm going with a different father. I'm gonna go first. I gotta file some papers with Human Resources. Then I gotta get a hold of uh, Child Services. But yeah, yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and just say this was nice. Yeah, you've made an excellent effort. Uh, I like your clothes. You dress nice. Uh, I gotta say, a guy who podcasts in his closet with his friend uh, and has more than one Facebook account might not be the right guy for me. <laughs> Uh, I'm also, looking for more of a. I'm looking for more of a male role model. Right. I don't know Some, what this. I'm looking uh, for someone who's going to protect me a little bit be- better from a uh, eight-inch dog. Yeah. Anybody whose investment in the future uh, uh, is uh, requires him to have a surf band or make pants. I can't. I can't get behind that. Like I want to go to college. <laughs> I want to do some shit that matters, so um, I'm going to go ahead and see, you know, I'm going to try and get out of the whole Hollywood thing, if I, actually, to be honest with you, I'm looking for folks, you know, I go straight up Midwest, because I can handle that shit. So, yeah, so that was, that was, uh, that was my embarrassing moment with, uh, with Mighty, and, uh, you know, learning experience, certainly. As Uh, Barack Obama would call it, it's your learning experience. Is that what he calls it—a learning experience? Yeah. Is we, just this, got, uh, we just got political. We—that's fucking weird, dude. I don't even know, you know, because I—I—I checked. I—I <clears throat> followed, I followed the administration all the way up until about three months ago, and then I just shut the news off. Mm-hmm. I shut the news off. So here's what I've done. I and I, and I'm I'll, done. And I'll throw—I'll throw this out at you, and or maybe we can end throw it. I shut the news off. I um, radically changed my Twitter account, and I got rid of my Facebook account. And I've sort of what tried you, to pull off of... What, is it, what does that mean, I, you radically changed your Twitter account? I put my name as Crybaby Spider-Man, rather than so, if you, you, so, that it just, so that it's not a Greg Barron account. I don't want to... Uh-huh. I just wanted to change it. I wanted to not be out scouring for fans or something. Yeah. I just wanted to have a Twitter account. Um, 
that um, was just for the people that were already there, and if anybody else wants to join, they'd have to do the work to join in. Like, who is this? Blah. You were making it more like a maze. A little bit. I just don't want. I just. I don't know. There's something about it that just, I just want to. I just want to roll back from all of it. Yeah, I just yeah. feel like I got too integrated in the internet and spent too much time there, and and I just. I wanted to. So I got rid of my Facebook. You know, my regular page, there's a fan page there, which I keep up just for tour dates because... I love that one. Yeah, that's a great one. <laughs> and walking the room, I mean, I feel like this will be my... This is the thing that I'll do once a week to sort of connect with those people. And then... And that's it. I don't know. I I, um, I, I just... Uh, I've tried... I felt like I was... I was too connected. Does that sound right? Uh, yeah. I know what you mean. Uh, <clears throat> Steve Agee. I don't know if you know who that is. Yeah. He's on the Sarah Silverman show. I just saw him, and he uh, he had a million followers on Twitter. Yeah. And I don't know how many on Facebook. Yeah. But he had to write a script, and he was like, I'm fucking Twittering all the time, and he killed both of his accounts. It's weird, but I felt the same way. I'm like, I am not doing anything of value. Uh... And I'm and I'm I'm just engaged in this, and I like all the people. Like the like, a I've met some great people. B there's a it's it's a it's a fun thing. I'm not against it in any way. Like when people say they're on Twitter, I don't go <laughs> whatever. I'm like I get it. Like I understand why people yep. do that. And some people like you're great at it. Like you're really good at like your tweets are really funny. You're really funny on your Facebook. Can page. you say that again? Your tweets are very funny uh -huh. at Dave Anthony, and uh, and you do a good job with walking the room. Thank and that you. Kind of thing. And um, thank you. And I got a job, so uh, oh, yeah. <clears throat> so I decided to. Uh, What's your job? Uh, I um, am working, uh, trying to teach young people how to to uh, integrate with pets. <laughs> it's not going well. It's a boot camp. I, I don't. I do not care for this idea. He'll fucking eat you until <laughs> you tell him to stop. <laughs> okay. He will eat you until you tell him to stop. You're bigger than him, Mighty. Oh, fuck. You're not. It's and, not. Yeah. Uh, it's not working. You're bigger than him. No. It, uh, Slug a pit bull. What? Slug a pit bull. Like in the face? Right in the face. You're not good at this. Any of this. I am good at it. <clears throat> well, good luck on your job. I don't have a job. I'm still doing the same fucking shit. I can't. I'm pitching shows. No one's buying. No one's buying my fucking scripts. Oh, I got a set at the improv on Friday. Hey, you know what? Hollywood Improv, Friday at eight. <laughs> Enjoy yeah. your fucking job. <laughs> I uh, I do I did get a job, but I uh, uh, but I would be glad to only have a job. Like I found this week, and I'm sure you feel the same way. I don't. I, don't, if I feel like saying, by saying this, then I'm rubbing it in your face, but I'm not trying to do it all. Well, you are. I like going to a job. I don't even care what it is. Like when we worked on the talk show, I didn't love the talk show. But I loved the regularity and the I loved the ritual of no. going every day. Do you know what you loved? The clothes. The office. Yeah. More than anything else. Yeah. You mean going to the office. And and having an office to decorate. I like that a lot too. But I also liked <laughs> but I mean I like I like I, I genuinely like doing like I just feel better when I'm doing stuff in a room full of people where you're part of a situation instead of it. As a comedian and as writers, you have to self-generate a lot. So you're home monitoring yourself, policing yourself, and being your own boss. And I was like, I want to be my own boss. Do you? Because my fucking boss is lazy, wants yeah. to put a picture up on Facebook, and doesn't get a script done. Yeah. But when I go to work somewhere and someone has a task for me, or I can just be a part of a, a cog in the wheel, I love that. I don't fucking care. And for fuck's sake, for seven, eight hours, I don't even think about me. I think about whatever we're doing. You know, because I'm focused on that. So I, I feel like I feel like uh, 
Like, I would gladly have a job now and never be on TV again and never, never do any of that other stuff. So what I'm hearing is that you're a bottom. <laughs> Such a hard way to say it. I should have just come out and said that. You're a, you're a bottom. I'm a top. It's cool. <laughs> you too, how's that top working out for you? <laughs> it's not I don't, good. I don't even know that you're in me. <laughs> I love lockup! Let's leave it at that. the fuck are you doing? With Dave Anthony and Greg Baron. You know what? That was awful, and I want to apologize to everyone out there. Usually I do a very professional uh, intro to every segment, and Greg, Greg Barron is a fucking idiot. Uh... So last week we talked about the Kyle Cease comedy boot camp uh, a little bit, and uh, and what I realized, Dave, was that we didn't actually say what we thought comics should do. N- not that any of them are listening, but or anyone cares. But there are. I think there's comics. Listening. I do feel like we didn't give any solutions or say, well, what then? Then what? I mean. The logic of taking a comedy class makes sense. Anytime you're going to do anything, uh, a lot of, I mean, that, that is, like, if you don't know how to do something. You take a class. You take a class, you go online, you go to Amazon, you buy a book, you try and figure it out. Certain things, yeah. th- certain things require a certain amount of instruction. Uh, but sometimes, uh, the only thing to do is to actually just do the thing you want to do. Uh, right. That's, um, that's, the, so the two things that that would be for are uh, comedy yeah, uh, and uh, serial killer. Just get in it. Just Cereal, fucking start serial fucking... killing. No, 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 Dave. Murdering people. No, no, no. No, you've got to take my boot camp. Because I serial you don't killer even boot camp. How do you know if you're a machete guy? If you're a That's fucking true. piano wire guy? That's true. I just you, feel it. Do you I feel it? Do you fuck them and kill them? Do you kill them and fuck them? I put their head Too in many the questions. oven. I turn the oven on until they pass out. I fuck them. Then they wake up, <laughs> and then I just keep repeating that cycle. That's called Thanksgiving at my uh, house. That's actually uh, from the Hillside Stranglers, 1978. Okay, so. <laughs> So I would say so. Basically, what then? What what do we agree on that? That if you are a person who wants to get into stand-up comedy, you do number one. You watch stand-ups. Yep. You learn what you like and what you don't like. You watch. You just watch the craft. You have to watch it a lot. Yep. Uh, And then you have to do it. Yep. Like those are the two things. You fucking watch the good guys do Mm -hmm. stand-up. And then you go and do every open mic you can, and you you tape your sets, and you write your shit down, and you learn, and you keep writing jokes, and you always try to have new jokes, and you slowly start to figure out what makes the audience laugh. Yeah, I mean, it, it really does take a long time to get good at it, um, and ultimately, you'll, you'll you'll start out, and you'll you'll have some of the voice of the comedian that you like the most. On some yeah. level, you'll find ways to get to the stage. Everybody, it's like a band. Everybody sort of has their influences. Uh, that is something that over time will will change, um, unless you're a fucking thief. And uh, 
uh, or have no fucking imagination. Um, oh, that got weird. But the uh, but I would I would agree, and I would also say a couple of things you can do now that weren't around when you and I started were genuinely listen to Mark Maron's uh, podcasts because all of the yeah. interviews are about the craft of stand-up, and there's a lot to be learned from that. And and you can hear it's funny because you'll listen to. You listen to a Louis C.K., you listen to a Carlos Mencia. They're completely different people, uh, but they have similar experiences getting from one place to the other. You know what I mean? Like, the experience of doing stand-up, it really is, you have to go do it. Yeah, it's pretty universal that you have to do Whether it. Whether you're a loudmouth bully thief or... Hey, I'm right uh, here. A, I'm right here. I'm right in front of you. I, I know. I take your bits because I can do them better than you. Well, and also fucking nobody's watching, so who gives a shit? I mean, you might as well be Rupert Pumpkin. It doesn't matter. But at the I level that you're at, do steal and go backwards. Then better. <laughs> My God. Then you <laughs> would love to see that. <laughs> uh, if you get a set somewhere sometime, I'd love to come watch it. The uh, unnecessarily mean to each other. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess that's what I would I would say. Uh, there's uh, there's but but. This is also this is something I want to, the point I want to make too. There may have been people here who've already taken comedy classes. No big deal. You can't not get something out of trying. Yeah. Maybe you got something out of your comedy class. Oh. Just don't tell people you took it. But the point <laughs> is, <laughs> you know, don't look. You have to be obsessed with it. Uh, yeah, I think, it, and I think it's something you know you want to do, and if you don't know you want to do it, you take a comedy class, and I think that's sort of what's kind of good about comedy classes is that those people and the people that teach them kind of cross cancel, whereas most guys just go to an open mic, ask questions. I think we said this last time, and go out and do it. So um, we're I, not uh, saying it's a bad thing to take a comedy class, but it I, it can be. I don't know that you'll get any better. No, I don't know you get any better, but if you're scared to go do your first open mic. It's not a bad thing Creating to stand on stage and talk into a microphone and learn how to take it out of the mic and not trip over the fucking cord and put the stand aside and then just talk to people. Like yep. That's not that bad but, of a thing to do. But, but no that, one's going to teach you how to be funny. No. no one's going to teach you how to do jokes. But having that adventure in front of a room full of people when it matters is what the fucking... That's what it is. That's what yeah. stand-up is. It's, it's going up in a room full of strangers and talking. And you can fill the room with your friends at the beginning, but they're going to thin out after a while, and I recommend not going out there and showing everybody. I, I recommend going out to a place where it doesn't matter. You have to understand, too, that uh, when you have a bad set, it feels uh, traumatic, but at the end of the day, that goes away, and those 12 people don't give a shit anyway. Even if you have that bad set at the fucking Montreal Comedy Festival, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter that it much. It doesn't. Uh, I what never invited... I, I, the I never... I I never no, no, no. It's it's haunting you for right now. No, I, I did great. No, it's going to haunt you for about I don't know what you're months. talking about. It's a, you're a writer now, aren't you? <laughs> That's fucked so, up. So, um, I... Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know what I was going to say. Okay, well, that way makes, way that makes fucking great go. fucking podcasting. Well, because you interrupted me. That makes great asshole. podcasting. I would like no. to cut off your arms. <laughs> you fucking went on your Montreal riff. And then kick you in the face. Ugh. Here's what I'm gonna do. You can you can have bad sets wherever. You can do whatever you want. Do not fucking tape yourself at the beginning and throw your shit up on YouTube. And give yourself some time. That'll all come. Well, Slow it down a little bit. Yeah. And let it, yourself mature. Let me. You know what I did? Well, I was in San Francisco when we started, and there were three main clubs. Uh, well, there were four main clubs. There was the Holy City Zoo, which yep. was the the least populated club, that's where this it was almost, you were performing stand-ups all the time. 
then the next club was uh, the Punchline, which had a Sunday showcase. Then the for 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 uh, young comics for young comics, yeah. and then the next club after that was considered to be the Improv, which was uh, sort of a clicky club. And then the final place that everyone wanted to get into was Cobbs. That was like the a almost the A room of the of the town. Yeah. And one, the one that was one that generally had the most comedy integrity. Yes. And then the the, the <clears throat> Holy Cities was sort of like a clubhouse. Yes. So when I started out, uh, I would go up at the at the Holy City Zoo, and you'd slowly work your way up the the lineup every week until you were in the prime spot, and then that meant you were doing good as far as all the open micers were concerned and then you start to get weekend work at that club so I waited until I started getting weekend work and meanwhile a lot of my friends were going straight from having like oh I got five minutes they go to the punchline they go to Cobbs they'd go to the improv and the guys would see him there and go yeah you're not ready but I waited until I was doing weekend sets the Holy City so I was a little more seasoned then I went to the punchline and did yep. sets there for a long time and then I went to the Improv Village Cobbs, and I ended up passing some of those guys and getting work at Cobbs before them because they rushed so fucking fast and they thought they were ready. It's just like, slow down. Take your fucking time. You'll get there. Because here's the, here's the really neat secret. There's no money when you get there. Nope. So you're not rushing towards anything, you know. Um, and, and also, um, no matter how, how you try and market yourselves... Oh. You're only as good as you are good, and the only you can't market things that people don't laugh at. So, you, you know, it, yeah. it's it's tough. And and uh, uh, but if you're if you do it for a lifetime, uh, you know, you'll find you'll wish that you took. I I look back and go, I wish I'd even tried to go a little bit slower. I yep. wish I'd been a little bit more. I wish I'd tried a little bit more of this, a little bit more of that. Like I, I definitely think. Uh, and it's also something you will, if you really are meant to do it, you'll be doing it for 20, 30 years. It's just what it is. Yeah, no one will be able to talk you out of it. Because what else, the fuck else can you do? Yeah, at some point. It's uh, a bad road to go down because you've got nothing else. At some point, you're fucked. You really can't do anything else. Yeah, but you be are a fucked. fucking clown on stage. Yeah, and then you're not that funny, but they'll book you in a C room and you start doing blow. And that's when it all gets real good. Yeah, but at that point you're drinking and yep. uh, pretty much no one wants right. to be your friend. Right, you lost your wife. You're you've put on about sixty pounds. Yep, living out of a out of a Buick. Yeah, and 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 you're doing you're doing like Mexican restaurants yeah. and selling googly eyes after the show that aren't even yours. You stole a bunch of them from Vic Dunlop. Ah, uh, but if you could just get some blow, that waitress really uh, likes it, and she will fuck you. If yeah, you have it. Yeah. And her name's Mark, and that's fine. And that's cool. It you doesn't know matter. She doesn't he need stuff, to be a lady. She's he's got stuff he does on the weekends. He so you at this point you're fucking a dude. Put on your man pants. Lady. Put living, on your man pants and join us. You're living in, out of a Buick in the Brotherhood. You're selling eyes out of stand up. It's beautiful. It's good. It's, it's what great, the art what, is all about. Yeah, it's what I like doing. And and at some point we were almost cold. just like the Sklars there. We were almost talking <laughs> at the exact same time, except not funny. We were like the Sklars except minus the comedy. We were almost, we were almost there, minus the comedy. So that's our. I, I don't really have any other advice on stand up. I mean, there's not much to say about it except fucking take it slow, God, and just get on stage as much as you can. Don't do a fucking comedy boot camp. The problem with the <clears throat> comedy boot camp and anybody's thing is you're learning somebody else's ideas on how to do stand up, which is an incredibly personal thing, and it's very difficult. It's like somebody telling you how to dress. Yep. You have to kind of fucking figure it out for yourself. 
And uh, and when you do figure it out for yourself, the there's more of a reward to it. It's a fucking adventure, man. It's an adventure. It's a thing that you do. It's a risk. It's it's uh, it's one of those things that um, uh, that that not that many people are willing to do. And it's fucking like skydiving. You jump out of a plane, you fucking do it, and and uh, hopefully you land on your feet. You have fun, and and you fuck a guy named Mark. I mean, not for I mean for cash. Yeah, you. How are you going to get your money if you don't fuck the club owner? Yeah, you got to fuck a dude. Yeah. So. Have blow on you at all times, even if you don't do it. Yeah. All right, good luck. Go get him. <laughs>